0: Hello, I'm Gary Fogle, welcome to Kentucky Sports Memories and Merry Christmas. And what better day to issue a correction and an apology? That's coming up in a moment.
1: At Watson's, we've been delivering all the family fun and relaxation to our local community for over 50 years. Our mission is to provide high quality home recreational products and home furnishings to our customers that bring families and friends together for a break from the daily stresses of life. Shop the largest local selection of in-stock products for your home, inside and out, and get the guaranteed lowest price in the USA. Only at Watson.
0: As you know, Christmas is all about caring for your fellow human. Well, how about forgiveness of your fellow human, namely me? As you know, with this show, I deal with history and I try to be as accurate as possible, but. Every now and then, I may get something wrong, and that's what happened recently. I did a show a few weeks back where I talked about the last school to win a state football championship among schools that no longer exist, and I said that was Mount Sterling, which won the single-A championship back in 1969. Well, I have since been informed that's not correct, because in 1986, Heath High School, McCracken County, down in western Kentucky, they won the single-A football title. And Heath High School no longer exists. I did not know that. I thought that school was still in existence. But it closed a little more than 10 years ago and merged with other schools down there to form McCracken County High School. So my apologies to Heath High School and all its fans and anyone associated with it for getting that wrong. And because of that, I talked with Rob Estes. He was a star player on that 1986 Heath championship team. That
2: season, that 1986 season, did you guys know going into it that you were, I don't know, a championship contender?
3: At the beginning of the preseason, right after our junior year, we had a 5-5 five and five season, which was the worst season Heath football had ever had at the time. And uh, we, uh, as juniors, upcoming seniors, said we'll never allow that to happen Yeah, you, know, you know we're not going to do that the next year we're going to win state and we would sign our papers and turn our papers in at school and write in the top corner our name and then write you know Heath football state champions 1986.
0: And that's what they did while going 13 and one and he talked about how the year prior to that championship heath had gone five and five their worst record in school history and they vowed that next year they would not only improve but they would win a state championship, and they did, while going 13-1. and And they were so convinced they'd win a state championship that on all their papers that they wrote in school, they would write their name, and then above it, write 1986 state football champs. This was during the season, before they even won the championship. And he also talked about where else he kept those notes to remind him of the mission they were on, at the time, during that 1986 season.
3: And even in my little scrapbook, I had wrote uh, 1986 state champions, he's football, and put it on a piece of notebook paper and put it on the ceiling right above my bed. So it was the first thing I saw when I got out of bed. And I still have that in the scrapbook. It wasn't that we were so much more talented than, than other teams, but we played as a team. If you made a mistake, the coaches yelling at you wasn't what you feared. It was the other players. It was the fear of letting your teammate down.
0: So they wrote themselves reminders of the goal they had in mind. Then they went out and accomplished it. 1986. Since we're approaching the new year, a time for hopes and dreams, I thought we'd look back at a guy who had his hopes and dreams come true, even though he was a huge underdog. His name was Mark Sander, or his name still is Mark Sander, as a matter of fact. But anyway, back in the mid-1980s, he was playing high school football at Louisville DeSales High, small private Catholic high school. And even though he's a pretty good football player, he didn't get much notoriety, not much attention. He went on to play at the University of Louisville, was a four-year starter there, and became the school's all-time leading tackler. But let's back up. Before all that happened, he had to earn his spot. He had to make a name for himself. We talked about that.
2: Coming out of high school, of L did not recruit you. You had to walk on. Did anybody recruit you? Yeah, Murray State. I actually had a
4: full ride down there. And Frank Beamer was the coach who actually went on to Virginia Tech and did very well there. He was the coach back then. And uh I just, I, I have an older brother, Tony, he's six years <laughs> older than me. He he said, Hey, Schnellenberger's coming to town. You know, a year ago they just won the national championship, you know, down in Miami. Wouldn't you like to play for him? I was like, Well, uh, you know, I'm not getting anything from them. So I ended up just thinking, right, I'll give it a shot. So I walked on and There you have it.
2: (laughs) So if Schnellenberger hadn't come to Louisville, you would have gone to Murray State on scholarship? Uh, Yes, sir. Probably so. Yes, sir.
0: His last game of his career was that Fiesta Bowl win, January 1st, 1991, when UofL knocked off Alabama. Biggest win in program history. But a few weeks prior to that game, he had to break up a bar fight. And when he did... He was stabbed in the stomach, had to go into four hours of surgery, received 23 staples in his stomach, and lost 10 pounds. Yet, he still made it back to playing that Fiesta Bowl game. I talked to him about that.
2: Did you ever have any doubt you were going to make it back for that game?
0: No, I had no doubt
4: that I was going to (laughs) play. You know, looking back at it, I was surprised that I actually got stitched up and everything in time, and it's it's unique that you asked me that question. I kind of just kind of went with the flow and everything, and they, they kind of said I probably could make it. I, I thought, okay, that's fine. That's all I need to know. I'll make it, and really didn't worry about it, and luckily I, w- I was able to get out there and have some more fun with them one last time.
0: By the way, Louisville won that game against Alabama 34-7, to and Alabama's only touchdown came on an interception return. They scored no touchdowns, no points against Louisville's defense in that game, a defense led by linebacker Mark Sander. Again, a guy who came to Louisville as a walk-on, no scholarship offer, but then earned his starting position, earned a scholarship, was a four-year starter. Mark Sander, when he left UofL, he wanted to play pro ball, but nobody drafted him. But Coach Howard Schnellenberger at UofL had been an assistant previously with the Miami Dolphins. So he made a phone call to the Dolphins and said, hey, you need to take a look at this guy. You didn't draft him, but at least give him a tryout. That's what they did, and Sander made the best of it. I talked to him about that.
2: You went to U of L as a walk on because they didn't initially offer you a scholarship. Then coming out of college, you go undrafted because all the pro teams think you're too small, too slow, and you have to prove yourself all over again. And you get signed on with the Miami Dolphins. So you're like you're like you come from the island of misfit toys. <laughs> and yet, yeah, you continue to prove yourself.
4: <laughs> that's that's an awesome thing. Cause- the first year I was on practice squad, and I'd really think that whole year because I kept tabs. I was on the team the whole year as a practice squad player, and I think it was the only one in the whole
0: NFL that was on the same team the whole year. Practice squad players come and go a lot. But his second season, he made the roster as a backup linebacker. Finally got a starting position after an injury to a starter. And in a Monday night game against Buffalo, he broke his hand in the second quarter but played the entire game with a broken hand because he refused to come out. But at the end of that season, due to injuries, he was cut. And injuries pretty much ended his career in the NFL. But yet he made it a brief stay, something that someone thought would never happen. That'll do it for the show this week. Thanks so much for being with me. Have a great weekend. Gary Fogle, Kentucky Sports Memories.